Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show with your host, Autumn Miles. Autumn Miles is an author, speaker, wife, and mother. She's the founder and CEO of Autumn Miles Ministries and the author of Appointed and I Am Rahab. Autumn's vision is to engage our culture with the bold truth of God, coupled with raw faith. Now, here's your host, Autumn Miles. Hey, this is Autumn with the Autumn Miles Show. How are you guys doing out there? Welcome back, Autumn, to your show. (laughs) I'm welcoming myself back today. I had to take a little bit of a break because I had to finish my third book, which... I actually sent that email this morning. So, you know, I'm feeling pretty good about life right now. Um, Cassie, who you will actually talk to here in just a minute. She works with me as an assistant and basically a catch-all for our ministry. We were saying on the way here, it's the best day ever. Best day ever uh, today. So we stopped at Starbucks. We're fully fueled and um, ready to go. I just want to say thank you guys so much. Um, We have heard from so many of you guys that that actually listen to the show every single day, which is like amazing. Um, but also all you podcasters out there, you know, um, it's so encouraging as I travel and you guys stop me and stuff like that, just to hear that you are listening in. And um, it was so funny. I got a message, I think last week, maybe. And um, someone was like, yeah, I turned on the radio and I, there was this really loud girl and and all this stuff. She, it was very complimentary. And uh, she said, I just had to stop and listen. And that got her hooked on the show. So um, I'm thankful for that. I'm so thankful for you guys. I just want to remind you that this show, the Autumn Miles Show, is totally committed to bold truth and raw faith. I want to put that in front of you again. We are about bold truth and raw faith, bold truth. You know, I've gone, God has brought me through a lot in my life. One of them being an abusive marriage and getting kicked out of my church. And it was the truth of God's word that gave me hope. His word is life. His word is truth. Um, it was interesting. I was um, studying just for, for um, my third book, and um, I was just having one of those days where I was like, oh, my goodness. I cannot move on. I cannot move forward. I feel so weak inside. And God um, just prompted my spirit. And he said, you need the bread of life. You need the bread of life, which is the word of God. And I started thinking about us today, how we we sort of wander in this life at times. Um, and we can feel weak on the inside. Our souls can feel tired. We can feel exhausted. It's very, very hard um, sometimes to sort of face all of the obligations that we see staring at us. And I want to encourage you. It's because your soul needs that food, that bread, that, um, the word of life, um, the bread from, from heaven, um, feed your soul with the word. So we are about bold truth and we're also about raw faith. And people ask me a lot of times, what does raw faith mean? I think for so long, we have sort of packaged, um, faith in a way that in the church makes it look like faith, but it's really not. And um, when I say raw faith, I mean, stepping out and doing things terrified 
because God has asked you to do it. I mean, stepping out and making that phone call, stepping into that new profession, um, stepping, stepping into a new season of a relationship because God has told you to do it and you are terrified to do it. When I say raw faith, I want some authentic, this show is about authentic faith that scares you, but you trust the one that is asked of you. So that is what our show's about. Um, we focus on that every single show. Okay. Every single show. And, um, I, the show is going to be a little bit different, but it's going to be, I think it's going to be so fun. We have, um, my, my dear team member, um, who has become family over the last few years, Cassie Mayer, who is going to join us today. And we're going to do some Q&A. I get so many questions from you guys 24-7. I mean, about everything, y'all, about my lashes, about everything. And um, so we're just going to, she's going to act as the host of the show for a little bit and ask me some questions. And we're going to do this a little differently. Um, You know, it would be amazing if there are any questions. Feel free to email us at hello at autumn com, um, but we're gonna we're gonna do things a little bit differently today. So, Cassie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's so fun to be here on air. On air. Have you ever been on air before? I think one time. I think once we shared about I am Rahab, but this is a little different. This is a little different. I'm like looking at you here in the studio, and oh. you're here, and it's I'm awesome. like facing you on front. I know, so fun. It's great. Didn't we have a good time coming in today and we getting our did. Starbucks? We've got gingerbread lattes. We're you like, have a gingerbread latte. I, a gingerbread I can't drink latte. those sugary drinks. They make me nauseous it's for like some Christmas reason. Christmas in a cup. You but can't I- <laughs> not watch one. I know. I'm like this. I'm like pretty not adventurous when it comes to food choices but anyway you're gonna be asking me some questions so what do do. you what do you have my dear well speaking of gingerbread lattes it is the christmas season so what's your favorite christmas song i know you love christmas (laughs) so i my favorite christmas song okay i do love christmas it is we put up seven trees wait hold on let me count one two three four five yes seven trees in our house this year. Um, I am going to have to go with some, oh gosh, now that you put me on the spot, I'm like forgetting what they, there's so many options. I love, you know? oh, oh, come all ye faithful. That's a goodie. I, I just feel like it is just a call and a challenge for all, all, all the faithful. <laughs> To come and and simply bring our attention to Christ. So I absolutely love that song. Um, Oh my goodness, you're putting me on the spot. I know. I just, I feel like the viewers out there are dying to know. I love Angels We Have Heard on High. Um, Sometimes... Uh, we'll sing this song like Prestonwood. I, I went to the Preston. I've gone several years to the Prestonwood Big Christmas Spectacular, whatever it is. And it is spectacular, y'all. Like if y'all have never been there, you can buy yourself a ticket. Um, but they did Angels We Have Heard on High one year. And, and they have like angels floating from the ceiling and everything. I was dying. I was like, we've got to be in heaven. This has got to be what it looks like. So um, I love Angels We Have Heard on High. I love just the spectacle of that song and the majesty of that song um i like the old ones like i ain't all for all the like the pop christian music i ain't trying to 
You gotta go oldies. I ain't That's the to only do that. way to do it. You no. know, I love I love me Nat King Cole. Oh yeah, I love being Crosby. Dean Martin. Dean Martin. Like Burl Eyes. Yes, so good. Like I mean. Yeah, if we go pop, if my kids turn it on pop Christmas, I I remind them who owns the car and turn the radio station <laughs> back to like holiday tradition. So, oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. I love all the worshipful ones. Good. Good question. I know. Put I me mean, on the spot. I don't know what she's going to ask me. Okay, y'all. OK. I know that this one is a frequently asked. So if you are on a desert island, <laughs> OK, you stranded. But you can only take one makeup item. What? What would that be? Lipstick. Okay, why? Why 100% lipstick? Lips- I would not take SPF. <laughs> no Wait, protection. Wait, is that considered a makeup item? I don't even know. I don't know. I wouldn't I don't take think that's SPF. I would take lipstick. Oh, do you have like a specific color? Like yes. all lipsticks? I would take MAC Rebel. Okay. Is my Very favorite color. Specific. Like it's the dark pink color that I wear 24-7. Um, in this moment, sales for that lipstick just went up. Oh, I'm sure they sold out. <laughs> no, I, I think I would. I don't know. I, I used to be really timid about wearing lipstick because people were, you know, people say stupid stuff and they're like, why are you wearing lipstick? You know, isn't that of the devil? No, it isn't, people. It's lipstick. Like, No, it's not. You get can some freedom serve in the Christ. Lord with pretty lips. Get some freedom in Christ. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anywho, um, once I got over that and got over all the haters and they became my motivators, um, I started wearing it years and years ago. And um, so, yeah, that's what I would take. I think lipstick makes me make you feel happy. It yeah, makes me feel it happy. just like adds something. Like a woman. Yeah, you feel more confident when you wear it. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Great question, Cass. Okay, I've got Andra. one more yeah. fun one. Yeah. Here we go. What is your coffee order? What's currently in your Starbucks cup right now? My lipstick stained coffee cup right now. It's not Autumn Miles without the lipstick, C- no, honestly. No, it's kind of gross, but that's all right. Everyone around me um, understands. Um, it is blonde. I, I, I do blonde, blonde from roast. Starbucks. Blonde roast. Yeah. And I mean, there's other great stuff out there, but Starbucks is so accessible. It's like everywhere. We were looking for a Starbucks today that's not my normal Starbucks. And there was like four exits and they all had Starbucks. So it's very accessible. So I do blonde roast, two Splendas. Very specific, two Splendas. Heavy cream all the time. That's what I drink, Cass. That sounds good. I mean, I bet it's good. I've actually never tried your coffee. Really? Order. You want a drink? No. <laughs> no. Dan's laughing. It's no. She's it's like, gross. I can't get past the lipstick all over your cup. Mm-hmm. I'll stick with my gingerbread lattes. Mm-hmm. You do that. Mm-hmm. Okay, what else? Well, to transition, you know that we get so many messages every single day from viewers and listeners and everyone on your social media, and they have so many questions and just want to know your opinion on things. So I have a couple here for you today. Yeah. Um, the first one is, what would you tell the new believer? What would you give them as a resource, as a Bible study for someone mm. who's never said the Bible for maybe they don't understand how to read the Bible Mm. what would you tell them what would you give them I love this question because if you are a new believer the Bible says a lot about um, scattering the seed of the word and um, if you have have just recently converted to Christ and you you've become a, a believer Christian 
you know, whatever you want to call it. Ones of the way is how they called it in the New Testament. Um, I would highly suggest you that's 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 not the end step. Okay, that is the beginning of a relationship. And what happens a lot of times um, when maybe discipleship is lacked in churches or um, a person just is is just converted and they get so, so, so excited. You have to feed yourself. Like I said, when we entered the show with the word of God, you have to get to know this God that has always existed, but you've just welcomed him into your life. So um, just like you would like Cassie, when I met Cassie, I want to know, like, where'd you come from? Like, you know, what's your parents' names? You know, stuff like that. Get in the word of God. One of the things that I would highly suggest is starting in the Gospels, because if you've recently met Jesus and been saved by the blood of Jesus on the cross, you need to know about the power that um, Jesus uh, displayed in the Gospels. The Gospels are in the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Also, I would suggest reading a chapter in Matthew, uh, just just start in Matthew, one chapter. Um, Also... With that, there is a book in the Bible called Psalms, which is amazing, and also Proverbs. So a lot of times with new believers, I'll say, listen, read the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, one chapter at a time. But when you, after you read that chapter in um, in the Gospels, also read a chapter in Psalms and a chapter in Proverbs. That does a lot of things for you. It gives you a lot of information in a short amount of time. And it also shows you who God is from so many different perspectives. That's what I would do. One of the um, devotional books that I read every single day and have read every single day for 20 years is Streams in the Desert. You can get it anywhere. It's like been sold gajillions of times. It's been reprinted gajillions of times. It has been amazing um, for me to go through every single day. It's very short, but it's very insightful. I feel like, and although I've read it for like 20 years, it's, and I know what the next day is a lot of times, it still gives me that little bit of insight and different perspective that I need um, in order to move forward. There's lots of great things out there these days. Jesus Calling is another one. I know my parents love that. They read that every day. Um, I, and a Bible study would be great. A K. Arthur, a Beth. Mo- I mean, there's so much out there, but if we're talking about basic, that that's what I would do. I would I would um, read straight from God's word um, in the Gospels and Psalms and Proverbs because it'll set up a routine for you to continually get your strength and get your knowledge and um, get truth from the word. That good was, question. That was really good. Hey, I thanks. second streams in the desert. I actually started reading because of autumn and really? I love it. Yeah. How long have you been reading? I didn't even know. Like a year now. Isn't it amazing? It's so it's good. It's the best. And it's, I know. It's, it's so good. That's, it's so good. Get it. Go get it. My grandma actually, when she passed away, um, it's been maybe more than 20 years ago. I got her streams in the desert. And so she also had read it. She had notes in it and all this kind of stuff. And um, that's when I started reading it. And it's, it's just, it's, I recommend it to everybody. It's All so my good. team yeah. reads it. Um, yeah. team, team members from like the past have read it. They bought it for their friends. It's really powerful. It is. It's so good. Amazon Prime it right now. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, okay, another question we have is, what do you do when you know the Lord has given you a promise, but everything around you seems to go against it? Oh, How I do you keep the one. faith? How do you stay hopeful? What do you do? Um, you know, one of the principles that I actually teach and have taught for years um, when I go to different places and speak about is this um, principle of scriptural confirmation. Okay. Um, God has given me multiple promises over the years, but as soon as you hear the spirit of God saying something to you, a lot of times Satan will come in and try to contradict that truth with a lie and Satan's lies are believable. So it's very easy for you to start thinking, oh, wait, um, you know, did God say that or did I say that or is that something I'm wanting or is that something God wants? Um, So every time I feel like God gives me a promise, for instance, the ministry in 2003, God said, I want you to start a ministry. I looked for scriptural confirmation of that promise. Okay. I went, didn't go to my mom and ask her opinion. I didn't go to my best buddy and ask her opinion that came later. That is a step, but it came later. I wanted to know from God, is this from, from your word, what you have for me. And I looked down at my Bible when I was praying that exact thing. And God gave me the passage Habakkuk two one through four, and you need to read that passage for yourself. I won't recite it and be awkward for the next three minutes. Um, but that is the scriptural confirmation that I stood on for 10, almost 10 years while I waited for God to bring my promise to me. So everything during that time contradicted. You ask, um, what do you do when nothing look and all, all your circumstances look like your promise is not going to happen? Um, during those years of waiting, everything in my life looked as if that promise was not going to come. Okay. And so when I would have bad days, I would go back to that, that passage in Habakkuk and I would date it and I would remind myself of the promise of God and how he had confirmed from his word. And that's how I was able to sustain sustain the faith for, you know, almost 10 years until my promise came. That's one very easy thing to do. Um, You know, the word is your rock. It is your foundation. It stabilizes the most unstable mind. And um, I know when everything comes against us, It is very important that we stabilize our minds when our fears would preach something else, when our insecurities would preach something else. Stabilize your mind in the truth of God's word because we are not told to walk by sight. We are told to walk by faith. That was really good. I really liked that. Thanks, Cassie. That was encouraging to me. Wow. Oh, Cassandra. Yeah, that was good. Thanks, Hada. You know... Thanks, Kat. (laughs) So I have another one that I feel like is totally like me asking this, but we have a lot of people that say that they want to wait on the Lord. They want to trust in the Lord. But what is the balance between waiting for God to move and moving on your own and taking your own steps? So what would you say the balance is there? Um, I would go back to the scriptural confirmation on waiting, um, waiting on God. Wait until God God, God, uh, produces um, the opportunity for you. Um, don't get ahead of God. This is something I struggle with a lot, a lot. I'm going to give you a story and I'm going to tell you about it. Um, last year I was releasing Rahab. 
I have a note section on my phone, which if anyone got it, they would be like, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but it makes perfect sense to my brain. Um, I have a note section where I actually had three different book ideas that I had drafted in an email to send to my literary agent. I knew that these were ideas that God had given to me. But as I went to press send, I felt the Lord say, pause. Now, I am not a pauser. I am a gangster for Jesus. I am a full throttle, 500 miles per hour. I want to take the world for Christ. But that small voice, that check in my spirit said, pause. And so I did, which was really hard for me to do. The next week, the, the man that was editing, my editor for, my, for Rahab, was reading through my manuscript and he saw a line in my manuscript and there was a note out from the line that said book and a question mark. And immediately I knew that God wanted me to hold off on pitching three books to my agent so that he could direct me specifically to what he wanted me to do um, for my next project. So when I say, when, when we're talking about waiting on the Lord, when you wait, when you get ahead of God, um, you can get into a situation where you are wishing you would have waited for that still small voice. My, my wisdom for you and just my counsel for you would be listen to the checks in your spirit. If, if there is a pause at all, pause. Because God knows what he's doing and you might try to create an opportunity and you might have to fight that opportunity through. But when God gives you an opportunity, it's easy to get through. I was able to, I put that, I had a contract for that specific book, my third book that I just turned in within two weeks. I would have had to battle it out with those three books that I sent, I was going to send to my agent two weeks before and, you know, go through all different publishers and stuff. So listen to the checks. If there is a pause in your spirit, obey. If there is a, um, if there is a, a push in your spirit, then you need to act. Okay. Um, that's just some, some wisdom. Does that make sense? Yeah. Does that, that make sense? sense. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um, um, listen to those checks, listen to those pauses because you do not want to get ahead of God and you don't want to come on. Let's be honest. We're all busy. We don't want to work harder than we have to. And God knows the exact timing to, um, uh, to for his spirit to fuel something. So in the middle of the waiting, in the middle of, you know, waiting for these checks, how do you know the Lord is listening to your prayers in the middle of that? Oh, how do you know that I see what you're, that you're not here. talking to a ceiling, <laughs> you know? I see what you're doing here. Well, you should read my third book, Gangster Prayer. Wow. You have a third book? Yeah, wow. wow. Look how you did that there. I love that. Um, I Yes, he, he is definitely hearing. And, and you know, it's amazing that um, God has given me just the opportunity to write this Gangster Prayer book. It's going to be kind of in your face, bold, very bold, a little, little salty. You know what I'm saying? But I. But we need that. We yeah. need some salt. I think. Yeah, right. We right. Need it. It's salt in love. It's like it's saltiness in love. It's truth in love. Um, prayer has literally been my food for the last 20 years since God got a hold of my life. And I would say I was that person that thought prayer was kind of just stupid and just thought, you know, God, God's not hearing it. 
I don't see any proof that God is actually listening to what I'm saying. I don't see any proof. Like I pray, but where's the proof? And I had to, and I talk about this in in the book, I had to unlearn a bunch of junk that the Bible does not teach. And I had to rebuild my prayer life based on the principles of God's word, not the principles of religion, okay? And I think some of, we have added so many rules and so many stupid sayings religiously into um, what we think prayer should be or how it should look or what we should do. And a lot of it is, is taking away from what prayer actually is. So I used to be one of those people until I sort of retrained my mind, but you can read all about it in my book coming out this summer. Great question. I'm Kat. excited for that book. Me too. First in line. Can I get an autographed copy? Absolutely. I'm so excited. <laughs> so excited. Well, those are all the questions that I have for you. Thank you so much for letting me be on today. Cassandra. Let me tell you, I just want to publicly honor Cassandra. And this has been a very challenging year for just our ministry as a whole. We have been given a lot. God gave me in uh, January the word bounty. And we have experienced a bounty this year, and we're so incredibly grateful for it. But Cassie moved here in June, and she has really stood in the gap for our team. So I just want to publicly honor you, Cassie. You're just Thank you're just you so darling, much. and I love you so Aww. much. Um, and I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Listen, if you have any sort of question whatsoever, we would love to answer it for you. These shows are really, this is really fun. We don't ever do this. This is so fun. It was so fun. Um, so maybe we will do this again in the future. Uh, you can email me at hello at autumnmiles.com and we will get back to you. Also, uh, check out any of our social media sites, which those are highly monitored and we respond to every single message that comes in. Um, But for today, thank you so much for listening. We will be back with you tomorrow right here on the Autumn Miles Show. Thanks so much for listening today. The Autumn Miles Show is listener supported and your donation to keep her on the air is appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And if you make a donation of $100 or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of Autumn Miles' book, Appointed. Your future starts now. Thanks for listening and join us next time for the Autumn Miles Show on The Word 100.7 FM.